This is episode 518 of the AWS podcast, released on April 27, 2022. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS Podcast. Simon Lesh here with you. Great to have you back. And I'm joined by a very special guest today. But before we get into that, let's talk about the topic. Um, there's a phrase that's thrown around a lot these days, uh, which is the phrase digital twins. And people often talk about it in terms of wanting to improve their operations or their product offerings or their value to their customers. And as with many ideas in technology, it's not new. It actually comes from the early days of the space program. But it's become far more interesting to folks as they're now more feasible with advantages of uh, advances, I should say, of um, computing, scale at the cloud, um, the convergence of new modeling methods and IT connectivity. It really changes the game. But I'm not the expert on this. So joining me today is Andre Christie, who is a senior solutions architect here at AWS and is going to help us understand what these digital twins are and how the new AWS IT Twin Maker service, which is now GA, actually makes it easy to get your hands on one. Welcome to the podcast, Andrew. Thank you so much, Simon. It's great to be here, and I'm really excited that uh, we've released TwinMaker. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, we, I think it was announced uh, back at reInvent, and so this is something that I think uh, we really want to unpack. So l- let's start at the basics because there's, there's no sort of um, first principles I can work from here. So what is a digital twin? Absolutely. And because it's such a uh, valid and packed question and there's a lot of interpretations out there, uh, we've actually put out our own interpretation. And simply put, digital twins are basically virtual representations of either physical objects or processes, and they really closely mimic the state and behavior of the physical counterpart. But the most important part of that equation is that they're built to solve specific business challenges. And um, as you rightly mentioned, they're not a new concept. They've been around for a really long time. But the exciting thing is that now they're not just possible, but they're essentially within reach for most of our customers. And if we go back to, um, you know, solving of specific business challenges, we know that no one wants to build digital twins for the sake of it because it's really hard. But the first question that we always go back to is, what's the outcome that you're trying to work towards? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the only way to define the problem and then obviously to solve the problem. So what are we representing? Because, I mean, you could take the concept of a digital twin to its end point of saying, well, I want to you know, model the, uh, the, the um, physics modeling of my object in space and time and every possible dimension, et cetera, which probably in most cases, unless you're in space, you probably don't want to do. So from a, from a standard business standpoint, what are we representing as a digital twin? So we could really represent anything from a piece of equipment to a person to a process, even to an entire city or a state. If there's something that can be modelled as a digital representation that can either be visualised, monitored and analysed and eventually improved upon, it's a candidate for a digital twin. So anything from a subcomponent to a component to a system of systems. But again, knowing what you're trying to achieve with the digital twin is still the most important part of that equation. And actually, in a very helpful um, tone here, we've released a um, a levelling guide as well that sort of goes through explaining digital twin levels from one through to four. So if anyone is interested in checking this out, just have a look at uh, the digital twin tag in the AWS blog online. Nice. Now, let's let's use a few for instances. You know, as you, as you mentioned at the start, there's no point doing something unless it has a purpose. 
when would I apply digital twin? What's what are some for instances that I might want to think about? So I'll be completely honest here, not everything will be suited to a digital twin scenario. In fact, if you only need a dashboard to show you the answers that you're seeking, that's totally okay as well. But remember that if your needs as a customer grow and change, that dashboard can grow into a digital twin in the future. We actually see things like dashboards and um, 3D modeling as complementary and essentially visual building blocks to digital twins. And in fact, many customers start their journeys there. But to get to the real question, why should someone use digital twins? Well, it really depends on the problem that you're trying to solve. And the Twinmaker product team spoke to a lot of customers across industries. And as you can imagine, they shared with us a lot of really interesting and innovative use cases. And what came out of this was a majority of customers were really focused on using digital twins to improve and transform their operations. So For example, improving field operations in manufacturing or increasing equipment uptime and doing monitoring of remote facilities or even enhancing uh, tenant experience in uh, commercial buildings. And, you know, these examples are by no means exhaustive, but they provide some good starts of where digital twins or operational digital twins can help. So it's interesting. It's kind of that, that live modeling of the real world so that we can actually make change to the real world through a digital interface. That's right. And and putting it into that 3D context that makes it much easier for us to interpret and consume as human beings, because that's what we're used to doing in the real world, makes it much, much easier to implement that uh, decision making. Cool. So what is AWS IoT TwinMaker? So uh, TwinMaker, as you mentioned, is a brand new service. It was launched last year at reInvent and is now generally available. And really, it's a service that's meant to help customers easily create digital twins of their real-world systems and use them to optimize operations. So what it does is it connects data from a number of really diverse sources, and this could be equipment sensors, it could be video cameras, uh, it could be business applications, and then it creates a knowledge graph to model those systems, and it generates real-time insights from the digital twin. So the really great thing is that customers can create digital twins of their whole physical environment, and then they can use those 3D visualizations to build applications that, for example, help plant operators or maintenance engineers optimize their operations, they can increase their production output, improve equipment performance, and you know lots more. One of the key things that I will say to keep in mind is TwinMaker is a set of tools. So it's not an end application. It's a tool that helps customers simplify building out their digital twins. So let's dive into that, the nature of that tool a little bit because, again, we need to start with the why. Obviously, uh, more than 90% of our roadmap comes from customer feedback. What were customers asking for when we decide to build TwinMaker? So, um, as I mentioned, you know, we had a lot of discussions with customers and um, some of the challenges that came up time and again, and this obviously being because building digital twins can be quite hard, you know, customers know that building and managing them can be time consuming, complicated, uh, it can be costly as well. And, you know, because you need to combine data from a lot of different sources, you need to create those contextualized visualizations. There were really three main areas that came up uh, time and again in regards to that complexity. And the first one was that data for the digital twins is diverse. It lives in lots of different locations. So it's really difficult to curate and create those associations. 
And then secondly, physical assets can live and evolve over decades. And digital twins, in order to stay relevant, really need to do the same. And then finally, those 3D visualizations, um, you know, the ones, as I mentioned, that create that natural and familiar way for us to interpret operational data, they can also be really complex to build. So there's a lot to unpack there. And that's why a lot of customers who wanted to get into building digital twins have really often shied away due to that perceived complexity of it all. Mm, mm. So if I'm using TwinMaker, how do I get going? What's, what's my starting point? We've got a lot of great collateral, including documentation. We've got training videos. Uh, we've even got a demo sample that can be deployed right in your AWS account. Uh, the demo sits under AWS samples on GitHub, and it builds out an end-to-end cookie factory scenario. So that gives a full 3D layout of the factory. It's got all the equipment like cookie lines and mixers and water tanks, and it gives that 3D single-pane view. And uh, it also integrates with Grafana, and there's a continuous Grafana play demo if you don't have time to build out the full demo. I would highly recommend that you do because that hands-on experience provides a lot more than, you know, just reading would do. And, of course, we're continuing to build out that collateral to make it much easier for customers and partners to get started with TwinMaker. I think seeing seeing an example is often a a much easier entry point. Is there a... uh... A digital twin of the cookie monster as part of the uh, the factory model? Not yet, but I think it would be quite easy for someone to create a 3D model and incorporate it into uh, the Pull cookie request. factory demo. <laughs> <laughs> and how does this, I guess, work with other AWS services? I mean, does it sit on its own or do I integrate? So um, it does integrate with other AWS services, of course. We're providing quite a few built-in connectors for different data stores. So there's a connector for SiteWise, for time series data. Uh, There's a connector for S3, for application data. We've got a connector for Kinesis video streams. And obviously, we're going to continue building out those connections to other AWS services. And at the same time, we're allowing customers to build their own connectors for other data sources as well. The other one that's worth mentioning and really useful is we've got a plugin for Amazon Managed Grafana. So it provides that really easy low-code option for customers to create web-based digital twin applications for their end users. And and let's talk about the modeling of of the real-world system or the the thing. Um, How do I attack that? Do I have to like go and scan it or what am I I looking for when I'm doing my modeling? So to provide you with um, a a bit more insight into how you would model your real-world systems, I'll just provide a bit more context. So you would start out with a workspace that represents a, a single worksite. And this particular workspace has all of the resources. So this would be the models and the various visual assets that you need to create the twin. And within that workspace, you can create entities that represent the digital replicas of the real world systems. You can create custom relationships between them that will actually form that digital twin graph. You can connect the data from the various data stores and then add context to the stored data. So one of the really great things that TwinMaker allows customers to do is to bring all of this diverse data together without actually creating another data store, without re-entering that schema, 
that already exists in the data stores. And to provide context to that data, you can associate entities with connectors to all of these diverse data stores. As I said, Sitewise S3, Kinesis Video Streams. Um, we've also got connectors to um, Snowflake, for example. And as I mentioned, we're allowing customers to also write their own custom connectors to uh, their own data stores as well. That's cool that that custom integration is it is it a complicated process like you know there's a lot, a lot of different feeds and formats out there so under the covers, creating a custom connector is really using the AWS Lambda service. And uh, using Lambda, you can run the custom code and logic that's required to connect to a data store. You incorporate security credentials, custom queries, uh, the filtering and processing of the raw data. You create your Lambda function with a standard interface that's defined by TwinMaker, and that allows you to read and write to the different data stores. And there's a unified data access API that that really abstracts all of that complexity. So for example, if you wanted to query a particular data store and ask for, I want the data from this time to this time, you don't need to know any of the specifics because the unified access API does all of that abstraction for you and really simplifies that entire process. So it's it, it makes nice. it really, really simple. Yeah. Nice. Now, Andre, you, you've, you've used a phrase a few times that I think we need to unpack a little more, which is digital twin graph. Um, what is that and why is it important to understand? Sure. So a, a digital, digital twin graph is basically a knowledge graph. And what that does is it both structures and organizes information about digital twins. And the reason you need that is because you want to um, kind of understand what's happening there. So if you take the cookie factory as you're creating entities that represent digital replicas of your various real-world systems, which could be, you know, equipment, processes, people, you specify relationships between them. So, you know, for example, a water tank and a cookie line and mixers belong to the equipment um, hierarchy. So as you're specifying relationships between the entities and connecting the entities to different data sources, what TwinMaker does is automatically creates a graph that organizes relationship information in the graph database. So you can issue a query using the digital twin graph that, for example, will find all the cameras directed at specific bits of equipment. And then you can use that to display that video data to maybe uh, help diagnose an operational issue. Nice. So it's a, that sort of navigational roadmap to figure out how everything hooks together. That's right. So as I said, providing that type of context is really important because everything that you've got in your environment either works in concert with each other or has a relationship to you know, another piece of equipment or a process. And being able to properly contextualize that by using the graph is really important. Mm. Now let, let's expand upon that, I guess, that contextualization theme, which is as human beings, we live in a 3D world, and so we're, we're built to process information on a 3D basis and to understand relationships that way. Can I do this with TwinMaker? You, you absolutely can, and I think that's one of the most important parts. Obviously, you know, as I said, TwinMaker has multiple tools that allow customers to build out their digital twins. And it's not just about the 3D representation. However, that is really important because, as we've both mentioned, this is how we tend to interpret the real world. 
And uh, one of the capabilities that TwinMaker provides is around allowing you to compose those 3D scenes in in uh, in TwinMaker. And um, the way that it makes it much, much easier is obviously we have customers who have existing 3D assets, and this could be either 3D models, it could be CAD or BIM models, it could be point cloud scans. And what you can do is actually convert those existing models into GLTF format and import them directly into TwinMaker. And this means that all of the assets that you've already created can be reused. Now, of course, if you don't have any three models, uh, 3D models, I should say, you can create them and import them still. And also, if you don't want to necessarily start down the 3D path to begin with, 2D is also supported. But Mm -hmm. as we've just discussed, uh, the, the 3D piece is obviously much better for how we interpret things in the real world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it definitely adds to that experience. And I guess related to that, how do I create a digital twin application for my end users? So these are you know, not the technical people who are trying to strap together the, the, the twin relationships but just want to you know, run the factory or you know, make the cookies. Of course, and we've, we've taken that into account as well. And one of the easiest ways that customers can take advantage of that is by using the application plugin for Grafana. So that's a really low-code option that allows customers to easily create end-user applications. So this plugin allows custom visualization panels. It includes a 3D scene viewer. It has dashboard templates. Um, it's, It's really, really flexible and granular as well. And it allows you to have that live view. So for example, when you create a scene using TwinMaker and you want to see the real live data feeds coming in from you know, the IoT sensors, the cameras and so forth, and you want to visualize if there's something wrong with a particular piece of equipment, you can see that in the 3D scene in Grafana. And if you, for example, set a rule that says, if the temperature goes to over 50 for this particular piece of equipment, I want to display that equipment as, you know, red or glowing. Mm. Well, that's something that you can do and see within that live viewer in the end user application. I should also say for anyone that's not familiar with Grafana, it's a really popular open source analytics platform and it allows you to either query or visualize or alert or understand metrics uh, irrespective of where they're stored. And the plugin that we're providing supports both customer managed deployments. So, you know, you can run Grafana on an EC2 instance or Amazon managed Grafana, which uh, we, uh, we fully manage for you. Nice, nice. And what about partners? How does this integrate with AWS partners? So customers can work with APN, the the partner network, and obviously we've got a lot of partners with different digital twin capabilities. Uh, We've got partners that provide digital twin software solutions that are either hosted or integrated with our platform. We've got partners that can help to either design or architect or build brand new digital twin applications on AWS Um, and also partners that provide additional tools. So if you want it to go beyond uh, the current capabilities of TwinMaker and incorporate machine learning and artificial intelligence or simulation capabilities, that's also possible. Um, You just need to visit our partner page. Very nice. So lots of of options there to... uh 
to get going. It sounds like this is something that's good to just sort of dive into, get your hands on it, and then think about how you might apply it to your own world. Absolutely. And um, I think if you look at some of the possibilities and capabilities that are available, you know, some of the partners that we've worked with are really on the bleeding edge of what's possible in the digital twin world. And combined with the capabilities that TwinMaker provides, it's, you know, anything's possible, really. It just depends <laughs> what your use case is. That's the exciting start. Andre, thanks so much for coming on and uh, telling us all about it. Thank you so much for having me, Simon. Much appreciated. And thanks everyone for listening. Would you love to get your feedback? AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do it. And until next time, keep on building.